Pelicans fall in the home opener, the season opener to the Philadelphia 76ers, 117-97. Let's break down what we saw out there on the court of real meaningful basketball in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's do this. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, day after the Pelicans started the regular season. Unfortunately, a loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, 117-97. We're going to basically make sense of what we saw in last night's game. And look... There was some good. There was also some bad, but like there was like two and a half quarters of good. And I think that's somewhat encouraging for a team without Zion Williamson if you're looking for silver linings. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available five days a week for y'all on all platforms. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So let's dive into the Pelicans game against the 76ers. Home opener, season opener, 117.97. No Zion for New Orleans, no Ben Simmons for Philadelphia. Maybe at times you wanted Ben Simmons in there to get freaking Korkmaz out of the game. So first and foremost, who the Pelicans start, if you didn't watch it, was Devontae Graham, good. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, good. Josh Hart, probably at the three. Brandon Ingram at the four. Jonas Valanciunas at the five. So no Garrett Temple into the starting lineup. And this basically is putting... In a sense, maybe they're five best guys out there. You know, Josh Hart, you could you could sub him out for someone else, but I think that's fine. It keeps that lineup a little bit balanced with some rebounding, you know, hopefully shooting. But they went with basically the best backcourt, the best, you know, ever, everyone that they could. It made this team top-heavy at times, and we'll get into kind of the bench mob and how bad they were in last night's game. We'll get into that in the third segment. Second segment, by the way, we're going to talk about Brandon Ingram, Nikhil, and Devontae Graham. But overall, that lineup wasn't terrible for a little bit. It got them back into the game. They got this tide going into half. And as I said, two and a half quarters of solid basketball from these guys. Um, You saw at times the defense looked good. At times the defense looked really rough. That was usually the guards kind of letting that up. Um, But you saw them kind of at, at moments playing with a renewed sense of energy. That kind of like they cared. They wanted to try and do things and kind of play with some attitude that they just didn't have at all last year, understand Van Gundy. And you have to figure that probably has to do with a guy like Willie Green coming in and being able to kind of get a little bit more out of these dudes than them just hating Stan Van Gundy and not clicking with him right off of the bat whatsoever. But New Orleans overall did okay. They only had 13 turnovers in this one. They rebounded pretty well against a team that rebounds really well in the Philadelphia 76ers. You know, they passed the ball. There was enough assists to go around. Devontae Graham had five. Brandon Ingram had uh, six. I'm going to sneeze. Two. 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 All right. I'm just going to leave that in the show here. Sorry about that. Uh, We'll cut it out of the podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. And so you had enough assists going around. Valanciunas had three. You kind of like all of that, right? They were sharing the ball. Kyra Lewis Jr. had five as well. 
things were kind of good. It was, you know, again, up and down, not a perfect game, but you saw a team that was very clearly missing a guy in Zion Williamson, a guy that would have been really, really good for this team to have. You saw spacing look really good out there at times on the court. Brandon Ingram tried to take advantage of it, and we'll talk about his game coming up here in a second, too. They just need Zion. If they have Zion in this, and if Valanciunas doesn't have the awful game that he had on the day he gets an extension, no less, it would have been an entirely different thing. I think you can look at this and kind of look glass half full and not be doom and gloom and be like, oh, it's the same old story. It really wasn't. Valanciunas isn't going to have that kind of bad game that he always had. The defense showed flashes. There definitely needs to be some improvement there, but that's kind of to be expected. It's a work in progress. And again, Zion should have some more space. You really saw Philadelphia trying to kind of clamp down on shooters on New Orleans at times when you had some lineups that were really Brandon Ingram-centric alongside a bunch of shooters out there. You also had some lineups where it was him and no shooting out there. But the ones where there was shooting, there was like no one in the paint. You really are going to have you know some more space for Zion. And if they are going to pack the paint to take away Zion, which they probably should do, well, then you're going to be able to see these open shooters hopefully knocking down shots. And look, Pels... Didn't take insane volume in this one. They took 33 pointers, but they made 13 of them. It's 43.3%. That's a good number. I like what we saw for the most part out of the team and kind of some of the basics that we're starting to see get built. It'd be nice to have Zion in there. Nice to be a little bit more ahead of the curve, but, you know, kind of is what it is. So I think this is kind of one of those glass half full games. No angry cast here, which can potentially happen after something like this. So, yeah, it's a 20 point loss. You probably wouldn't have liked to have lose by that much at home. I don't know. It's game one. I try not to overreact. We'll take these in, you know, five game sample sizes, things like that, and start to reevaluate after that. But I wonder if Willie Green is reevaluating. We're going to touch on exactly what that means, and maybe we'll see some lineup changes sooner rather than later. We'll talk about that in the third segment. Let's talk about some of the stars for the Pelicans, particularly offensively. Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. This episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. And McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing that they're going to have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of friends fries and McFlurries. So win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home or the away team can come to recharge. And it's a place you can always look forward to stopping at that long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. And look, grabbing McDonald's late night after a Pell's win, hopefully in the Smoothie King send, it's almost a rite of passage. Nothing is open at that time. And if you're hungry, there's no better place to stop than McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. And did someone say, Locked On Pelicans Watch Party? McDonald's, I'm loving it. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms here for you. Wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe and on YouTube as well. No one else is coming to you five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about the team here, whether I'm at home or on the road too. Um, So it was great to see the Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center again. Um, but it didn't end up with the way that they wanted. But we kind of started to see that Willie Green's going to just try and put the best five guys out there on the court, or at least in this game. You saw some really strong performances from a guy like Brandon Ingram. I He had a weird game in the sense of the refs just were like not on his side in this one. Tw- he was 12 of 26, just one of three from deep, seven rebounds, six assists, four turnovers, whatever, 25 points on the night. He took 26 shot attempts, though, 
Look, he took some strong drives to the basket, right? Some of those dunks, realizing there was space, putting the ball on the court, getting to the basket. He had talked about this, right? And we'd done a show about this, talking about how he seemed like he might play a little bit more assertive, be a little bit more aggressive. He put on that weight to bulk up, to deliver the blows and not be the one receiving those, trying to score at the rip and trying to kind of improve his shot profile over last year when he was still really good. He showed it in last night's game. Yeah, it was a loss, but he was aggressive driving into the teeth of that Philadelphia 76ers defense. I don't know how he didn't get to the free throw line once, though. 26 shot attempts and not one free throw attempt. And when you look at his shot profile, you know, it's not like it was just threes in distance. Yes, he was his usual killer from mid-range, and he took three threes, but he was trying to get to the rim and trying to score in the restricted area. And he was taking high volume there. We also were missing some obvious contact on him. If he were to have gotten to the free throw lane like five times, gone four of five, it would have been a 30-point game basically for him. But you had to have liked what you saw from him, at least offensively. Defensively, still ways to go there. He wasn't doing what you'd want to see from him on that side of the ball in this one. But he was basically at times the entire offense for the New Orleans Pelicans. So when you kind of put that load on someone's shoulders, I give him a little bit of a break defensively. That's why I give Zion a bit of a pass. Though, again, thought he improved his last season went on. But B.I. kind of being the, the centric guy here, the focal point of the offense, I really thought lived up to it, and I was pretty happy with what we saw from him. I was also, at least offensively, pretty happy with what we saw from the Pelicans' backcourt. You had Nikhil Alexander-Walker go 9 of 16 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, 5 rebounds, just 1 assist, finished with 23 points on the night. Sign me up for that. I'd like him to dish some more assists, try and create for others a little bit more, but he's playing the two guard here. Devontae Graham was kind of your starting point guard. He was the guy that was dishing out the assists, but his three-point shot was falling. He was four of six from the field. Combined, they went eight of 14. You'll take that every single time. Devontae Graham even had some nice defensive plays in this one, too, which I thought was great. He finished with five assists. You know, combined, they finished with just four turnovers. Those are perfect. That's kind of what you want to see. The only downside to those two guys was really Nikhil for a stretch defensively, you know, in the fourth quarter when Firkin Korkmaz just went freaking nuts, you know, scored an unbelievable amount of points. And it was mainly because of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He had the turnover inbounding the ball, and then he lost Korkmaz basically, just wasn't paying attention and lost him off ball, let him get open for three. He gave up another three right after that to him too. And it kind of just swung the game wide open and blew it wide open for the Philadelphia 76ers. And you can point to it and almost say that's where New Orleans lost the game. They were in it until then, and then everything just kind of went really wrong and it it got away from him but offensively both of those guys were great I I worry about it defensively after seeing that to a certain degree right like Devontae Graham had a nice play here and there but again Tyrese Maxey was doing some work and played very well against New Orleans in this one he finished with 20 points on the night right he was 8 of 14 from the field 2 of 3 from deep it's not a not a great number for the Pelicans to give him up. He was kind of getting everything he wanted at the rim, in the mid-range pull-ups, and kind of mess with these guys a little bit. You know, his game was kind of crafty, you could say. That's not great. And if Korkmaz is coming off the bench and is going to put up 22 points in 20 minutes of action, 22 points on 11 shots, by the way, it's an insane number. That's not good. You're going to need to do better than that. 
And so that's where you saw kind of that dribble penetration perimeter defense being leaky was those two guys. That's got to shore up if the Pelicans want to kind of get this defensive ship righted. It's where they, they they struggled in this one. Again, it's game one. Let's see if it remains to be seen. But this wasn't like a particularly terrifying backcourt. And they kind of failed that defensive test. I don't know if it's always going to be a guy like Korkmaz just going off from three, right? Four, four. Basically did that in a very small span. But that's not encouraging. That's, that's for sure. And so if the Pelicans want to win a lot of games, get into the playoffs, defense is going to be a big part of it. And they, you know, Nikhil in particular kind of failed that test on opening night. Another guy who kind of would get an F grade if you looked at it here is going to be Jonas Valanciunas. We're going to talk about it. Also, the bench. Woof, that was bad. We'll talk about both those two things coming up. Why I think it might lead to Willie Green making some changes. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Calm. Do you when it when it comes to athletes, we tend to focus on physical fitness, but there's another side of the game that's just as important: mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind and become a championship version of yourself. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. You don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best just like LeBron James. For LeBron, sleep is a critical part of his mental fitness routine. And he says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge. So if you head to calm.com slash locked on MBA for a limited time, you're going to get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves like rain on leaves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron James in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com, C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash Locked on NBA. Unlock content to help you better focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at com.com slash locked on NBA. That's com.com slash locked on NBA. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by the Sweat Block Anti Perspirant Wipes. For weeks, we've been talking about Sweat Block, the wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people have been listening because we have friends of Locked on who've, who've tried Sweat Block and they absolutely love it. Another success story here is about an avid soccer player and he heard us talking about sweat block and thought it was too good to be true he was always the wettest guy after practicing games like soaking wet so he thought he'd give sweat block a shot he tried it on his pits next practice he was dry while everyone else was wet he did he says he didn't even have to reapply it for nine days and now he's a true believer so there you go locked on listeners loving sweat block stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use they're doctor created doctor recommended and they have the dry shirt guarantee if sweat block doesn't keep you dry you get your money back not just for armpits you can use it on your chest back feet hands use it anywhere and i mean anywhere that sweats so if you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat you have to check out sweat block get it today for 20 percent off over at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at amazon or cvs all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every single day we are free and available on all platforms five days a week free for you all here talking everything you want to know about the team and let me know your thoughts on the opening night game 
What did you think about Nikhil? What did you think about Brandon Ingram? You should have gone to the line more, right? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. I love being able to interact with everyone and seeing your thoughts, sometimes kind of in real time when that shows up there. Um, that's one of my favorite things about the show, being on YouTube. Now, so let's talk about two areas where the Pelicans struggled. One will not remain this way. The other, this is where some tinkering might need to get done. So Jonas Valanciunas went three of 19 in this one. He missed 16 shots. You know, if you go back and look at those, and I rewatched almost all of them, he should have had like, I don't know, like five, six, seven, eight of those made, like half of them made. Just shots at the rim, like little hooks, things like that, that just like didn't go in. And it was almost stunning in a way that he just had such an off game. This comes on the heels of him getting a $30 million extension, which we'll talk about in tomorrow's show a little bit more. He's not always going to play that poorly. He's a very good shooter at the rim. He finished, I think, third in that category last year in the league. That number is going to go up. If he has like a remotely average game, if Zion's in here too, this, they could have won. If they were at full strength, if they had all their guys, they could have won this game very, very easily. Maybe not easily, but like six, seven, eight points, I think. Valanciunas isn't always going to go 3 of 19, but he also chipped in in other ways, right? Five offensive boards, seven defensive for 12 total, three assists, turned the ball over just once. Those are good numbers, right? It was just a shooting kind of off night, but he still managed to make his impact felt out there on the court in different facets of the game. They need him to be better offensively. They need him to really hold it down while Zion's out because they need another scoring threat like that. He's certainly capable of doing it. I don't think this is going to be a trend that's really going to continue, and I think he's going to bounce back on Friday, which is going to be a pretty tough test for him against the Chicago Bulls. But coming up, he's going to be able to kind of get back into that scoring form and show why he was the best player coming back to New Orleans in that trade with the Memphis Grizzlies. And then finally, though, oh my freaking God, the bench. This is where you might need to make a change in the starting lineup to put Nikhil or Devontae Graham with that bench unit just to kind of balance things out a little bit. Basically until like middle of the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand and basically done, New Orleans had five bench points and they were all from Kyra Lewis Jr. That was it. And he didn't even have a great game. He was just two of six, right? Five total points. I like the four rebounds. I like the five assists. Those are good. But the bench just couldn't get anything freaking going in this one. Garrett Temple played 15 minutes, 0 for 1, 0 points, right? You had Tomas Sadoransky almost 10 minutes, or 8 minutes and 40 seconds, 0 for 1, 0 points. What are they doing here? Najee Marshall, who played 20 minutes of action, kind of got him into the rotation a little bit late, I thought. Two points that came in garbage time, right? You you had Kyra Lewis Jr. score his five. Jackson Hayes eventually started scoring late in the game. What 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 the hell, right? Trey Murphy got six points, but he started off 0 for 3 from deep before going 2 of 2 to kind of make it look a respectable 2 of 5. They, they need to do something differently. So a couple things went into this. There was Jackson Hayes where they're trying to use him as a lob threat, and you just had freaking, um, what, Andre Drummond? Is that who it was? Yeah, Andre Drummond breaking up lobs. He broke up three. Just easy lobs that normally Jackson Hayes can get. I guess Andre Drummond decided he wanted to play some defense today and broke those up. It's annoying. That's not always going to happen. He's such a such a springy big in Jackson Hayes that he's going to be able to score. They also maybe need to run some more sets and plays for a guy like Trey Murphy to try and spring him and just get some threes and kind of generate some instant offense 
for this bench unit. He was working as a spot-up shooter, and they weren't trying to like actively get him the ball and design things for him. It's not what you want to see. And look, if your bench isn't getting anything going, freaking draw up some plays for the rookie who's been lights out from three, get him open, let him shoot, try and drain some of those, and just like mix it up, right? Like kind of open things up for everyone else and make him the focal point so that it makes it easier on these other guys because they clearly need it. But Jackson Hayes is going to be able to score more points. Trey Murphy should be able to contribute more significantly than that. We'll see what comes with Kyra Lewis Jr. But if they're worried about it, you might need to move one of Nikhil and or Devontae or, or Devontae Graham, not and not both, to the bench to just kind of balance that out a little bit to give them a little bit more scoring punch and to not have stretches where you just... You know, it's like a wasteland offensively. That's that's kind of the big concern. You know, the depth didn't really shine through. I haven't been high on Garrett Temple. I haven't been high on Tomas Sadaransky. I don't care that they're veterans. I don't care that Sadaransky played in, you know, the Olympic qualifying and all of that. These are guys that shouldn't be getting significant rotation minutes for the team right now. And they showed that in this and it showed while the depth that a lot of people have talked about isn't quite there. And that's something that concerns me again. This gets fixed a little bit when Zion Williamson comes back, moves Josh Hart to the bench. Maybe he gives you a little bit of scoring punch, though he left the game early, only played 10 minutes of action. We'll get an update on him soon. That's the big concern from this. The one that I look at, I'm like, oh, crap. And it might be some of that bench scoring in those bench units. You're going to need to stagger maybe Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson a little bit more. Maybe, you again, you try and run Valanchunas, as I've been saying, as kind of the focal point with the bench lineup and just let him cook. Maybe that's kind of the move that they want to go. But it also doesn't look like Jackson Hayes is ready to be, you know, starter just yet or kind of playing against some of those starters or other elite bigs in the NBA. So that's kind of the big problem that I saw from the team in their opening night game. But everything else I think can get fixed and should get better as Zion improves. So let me know what your your like top moment was, like the big kind of good takeaway, positive takeaway from the team. And let me know what your negative takeaway is over on the YouTube comments here for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to preview the weekend.